The Potential Candidate is a podcast about life after divorce, taking accountability, and transforming your life for the better. On this journey, listeners will hear from men and women about their path to foster meaningful relationships. We will share successful dating tips, relive epic horror stories, and leave you with powerful mantras to help you further manifest your goals. This podcast is for the person seeking clarity. Are you ready for the glow up? Are you ready to bounce back? Are you the potential candidate? your girl Jess and it's Tiffany and this is the potential candidate this week's mantra I am loved I am lovable and I am not alone I have the power to write my storyline and heal past wounds I'm really excited for this week because first of all Jess we got to celebrate real quick. This is our season finale. This tonight's episode. Because I'm hot like a horn. So that's going to be the horn. <laughs> Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Okay. Oh, man, I, I'm i just so proud of us. 24 episodes in one season. And so yes. um, we just felt that tonight's episode would just be perfect uh, to end with a bang. And um, we're bringing on a dear friend, Miss um, Naila Kokai. Um, hey, Miss Naila, how you doing? Hello, thank you so much for having me. Of course, and for our listeners, Miss Naila is a licensed clinical social worker and a support specialist at an elementary school, um, as well as a therapist and a private practice um, that she owns part time. Um, and this company is called Innate Guidance. And if you want to, um, reach out to Miss Naila if something she says resonates with you um, you can email her at innateguidance at gmail.com and you can also find her on psychology today but the most important piece here about Miss Naila is you know we work together at this elementary school when I was serving as assistant principal and I've been able to witness her firsthand work with families and and do and you know do healing in the community you know being a therapist for 10 years and then having a private practice for four um tonight's topic um is something that she may be able to add a lot of information to or, or maybe just share her her thoughts on but tonight's topic is how your parents affect your love life you know so Jess have you ever found yourself dating somebody or in a relationship with somebody and you're like oh I can't date this person because they have parental issues oh a thousand percent a thousand percent and most of the time it's like some type of abandonment issue um from either their mother or they don't know who their daddy is and that just like you know is a downward spiral of events so a thousand percent yeah, I noticed that. And then also, just in full transparency, this podcast has been our journey as well. You know, um, not necessarily saying that every episode relates to us, but, you know, this is a part of our journey. And I know myself um, having a, an issue and a challenge with growing up with my father being in and out of my life, I had to make sure I acknowledged 
um, early on that I had daddy issues so that I wouldn't carry that baggage into future relationships. So I just feel like as a season finale, this topic, um, as we consider becoming the potential candidate, let's talk about that nurture that we can, that we've been going back and forth about. Um, and so Miss Naila, just kind of wanting to, you know, give you a space to kind of share a little bit about, you know, what were your thoughts when I first asked you about this topic? You know, parents affecting someone's love life. Have you come across that? I have come across it. And I think um, the interesting thing or the interesting piece is that just on the surface, if you talk to someone about it, they may not understand the connection or why it becomes such um, an impact on your relationship. But if you think about it, right, and I think the article talks about this, though, your parents shape who you are um, and your communication styles and your the way that you give and receive love. And so right there, that is how you enter into a relationship and how you communicate with your partner. That's real. Definitely. In this um, in this article, it's coming from brides.com, actually. And they have an article that was published um, titled Relationships with Parents. And on there, we have um, the voice of uh, a licensed clinical psychologist and co-owner of a counseling center, the Virgin Counseling Center in Chicago, uh, Dr. Virgin, Rebecca Virgin. Uh, she says in this article that our first experience with emotion um, with love is with our parents um, and yeah and those early years set the bar for how we see give and receive mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and what we want out of relationships later in our lives mm-hmm. yeah yeah no absolutely and I think like even if you think about like the um the five love languages I think you know that's been like a hot button topic and stuff like that um and I'm in this group on Facebook it's for black girl social workers all my fellow social workers um but they were talking about somebody who brought up the love languages and a comment had been made about like oh you know I think people base their love languages based off things that they never received and Mm. that's why they want them and I was like I wholeheartedly disagree Mm. my love languages are based off the things that I got and that is why I'm accustomed to them like the words of affirmation the love the you can be president all of those things that I got in childhood that is what I'm looking for and that is I could see how people swing the other way Uh but I definitely think you know there's that nurture nature piece of if you have someone that is attentive think of like babies if they cry if you respond to their needs you know then they learn okay if I cry somebody responds to my needs whereas if a baby is neglected long enough there have been studies that show they eventually stop crying because nobody is responding to them. You know what I mean? So it definitely um, plays a huge piece. Absolutely. Now they point out in this episode, I mean, I'm sorry, in this article, four ways um, that your parents affect your love life. So I think that was a perfect segue, Jess. Uh, The first one way they say is that your parents teach you how to show affection. So they model for you. Yeah. They're, they're your only example of pretty much everything. Because I, I laugh because, you know, the way I cook, the way I clean, the way a lot of my, my thoughts were before I went away to college, mm-hmm. were, they went right back to my childhood. Oh, well, this is how I was taught, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when we're really young, we just accept the way 
that our parents do things to be right, even if what they do is not right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you, have you ever dated someone who you were like, where'd you get that from? That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to be done. That's not how I do it. Yes. Right. right. Exactly. That or my mama doesn't good. do it like that. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. That doesn't feel good. And I do remember though, I, I remember waking up and being an angry person in the morning, not angry, but just, I was not, I was a grumpy person in the morning. Didn't say good morning. And my ex would be like, good morning, good morning. You must have not woke up saying good morning in the morning. And then I had to reflect on that. Wow. And I was like, whoa, I'm starting, you know, his day off this way. And that's only because when I was growing up, my mother, I woke up before my mom to catch the bus to go to school. And she would always tell me, be quiet. Don't wake me up. You know, she had to work two or three jobs to make sure I was okay. So out of respect, obviously, that was just the norm for me for all these years of my life. So here I am in the real world and I'm coming across as a not not a morning person. And, you know, now that I'm 37 years old, I love mornings. It's actually my favorite part of the day. I love to get up ahead of people and be like, I've already sent emails and, you know, like, and now at the school and you know this, Naila, good morning is my favorite thing to say. I'm saying it 72 (laughs) times. Uh, And sometimes the kids at school, if I don't say it, they come up to me and say it. Absolutely. So we have to, you know, kind of check ourselves, you know? Yeah, it's funny you say that, Tiff, because growing up in my house, good morning was a thing. My mom very much has a thing that, like, you can, you are not to walk into a room without greeting some whoever's in the room. She's right. just always been like, that's disrespectful. So, like, for me to wake up and not say good morning, even if I'm, like, going to do something in my room, I get up to be like, oh, hey, good morning, and then I can go back in my room. And yep. like do whatever and wow. so in adulthood I remember dating people that are very I'm like why are you so grumpy like it is morning time the sun is up good morning and they're just like girl no and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I guess everybody would wake up with like good morning my mom was a school teacher so she'd wake me up sometimes with like good morning songs <laughs> like, yes. all these, like things that so that's it's just so funny to hear you know, oh, okay, not everybody grows up with that. Yeah. I think. Oh, I want to hear this. Tell me, girl. <laughs> I think what the underlying thing of um, or theme between what both of you have said is it shapes our expectations and our relationships. And so what we think is acceptable or not acceptable is how we enter into that relationship. And then our partner either does or does not but that's where um the impact from our childhood comes up right because like you you both just talked about good morning um being an expectation for either yourself or your partner and not even being aware of it Mm. oh i love that you said that (laughs) because it is it is totally a subconscious thing until someone brings it to your attention Mm -hmm. and like you say even when they bring it to your attention you may not clearly see it that way. So it, it did take time for me to process. In what ways does my behavior negatively impact the room? And you know that I, you know, these are these are behaviors that I've I've adopted, right? Um, just really pushing myself on a deeper level to just kind of deep, you know, question why why do why are these the beliefs that I hold? You know, what makes them true? What are the what values? 
what do these values mean to me and why? You know what I mean? So, but that takes us to the next step. They say you model the behavior off of theirs. Mm -hmm. So as a child, we we see them, you know, play out their relationships. And based on their relationships, we respond and we tend to emulate our parents' relationship um, when it's perceived as healthy and positive. So, so if it's like your mom and dad, they were married for 35 years, you're like, okay, I want that. I want to love like that, right? That's why so many people are devastated when the divorce comes in. They're like, oh my God, like this expectation was broken. But then they say on the other side, uh, you may be hypervigilant to criticism and frequently argue with partners because your same-sex parent had difficulty advocating for themselves. Um, maybe they became a doormat in their relationship. So in that case, you're saying, I'm not going to be like my mom. I'm not going to let a guy walk all over me. I'm going to stand up for myself. Absolutely. It becomes, it like the article said, hypervigilant, right? And then that's causing... It all boils down for me and for my practice. It all boils down to communication. I'm sure you all have had that conversation within with your partners or or with your listeners, right? So being in a relationship, you have to have that open communication. But what you just said before, Tiffany, is knowing who you are and knowing where those things come from. And so again, if you find yourself not wanting to be a doormat or always having to say the same thing or always feeling like you're being hurt in a relationship, not saying that you're not always being hurt but taking a step back and recognizing or being able to ponder and process is it you or is it your partner what's really going on mm. I love that you said that because I feel like we probably all know people who seemingly date basically the same person just in a different form Ooh. and it's just relationship after relationship with the same thing playing out mm-hmm. and it's like okay well what about you what are you doing Mm-hmm. to attract these type of mm-hmm. people or is there something you're giving off and I feel like a lot of people don't want to hear that and have that conversation um, but I definitely think it's one that's necessary right yeah definitely didn't they say their words become the voice in your head so whose voice is that your adult voice of what you think and believe or does it come from somewhere or someone else so whenever we're making decisions and i i know this for for me for sure when i went and actually bought my first car by myself with no help from nobody and like like i mean like didn't take me one to come with me to test drive it like i did it all on my own and the whole time i'm thinking in my head what will my dad say what will my mm-hmm. mom say about this am mm-hmm. i spending too much money mm-hmm. you know and I, and I was so um I was excited to call my mom the next day, but I was also a little nervous because I was like, what if she thinks this car is a little too much? And, mm-hmm. and I have to stop. I have to get get out of that because it's not about her life or his life. It's about my life. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like it's hard though sometimes because like, um, I grew up with just my mom. My dad died when I was three. So it's just my mom. And I feel like even now, sometimes I think a few years ago, something happened with my tire and the guy's like, oh, we can fix it, blah, 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 here's the price. And I was like, okay, give me a second. And I stepped outside to call my mom, like, mommy, like, I need new tires. Dude said they're this much, is this a good price? 
and she and I remember like in younger years she would kind of like walk through it or she would handle it and she was like well what do you think and I'm like I don't know anything about tires like you're my mom like what do you think you bought more tires than me you know and just those things and then like I remember feeling really excited about the ones that I got and being like all oh, these are really good warranty and really good mileage and blah blah blah, blah. but it's funny how like I still will default to my mom for those random things like oh hey mom how do you defrost a chicken or hey how do you do yep. the, you know just those random things that like moms should know yeah I still <laughs> find myself here at, like, there at was my a... age being yeah. like hey mom can you microwave a, a whole chicken in there like <laughs> stupid things there's a tiktok with this guy who he's clearly grown as hell but he calls his mom and he's like mom I got a headache. I don't feel good. <laughs> She'd be like, do this, do that, do this. And he'd be like, all right. <laughs> like, like, mom can tell you everything for everything. So that just makes yeah. me feel so happy. Um, but then also we got to be careful because when it comes to, you know, setting boundaries and creating the life that you want. And again, the, the mantra we said is we're going to break cycles. So, mm-hmm. you know, what worked for your parents or maybe what did not work for your parents, it's not going to work for you. Right. It may not work for you. So. Right we really got to start being intentional um and then the last one is they influence your attachment style so many psychological researchers have examined the different ways secure and various forms of insecure attachments with our parents affect our attachment styles as adults for instance if parents show love um and responded to our needs and if they validated our feelings According to this article, we're more likely to develop a secure attachment style. Mm -hmm. We then seek out and desire that same attachment style as an adult. Jess, I think you made that point about the love languages. How we receive love is how we want to give love and how we want to continue to receive love. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's also uh, interesting about the attachments, though. So specifically about the insecure attachments. Um, Miss Naila, can you touch on that a little bit more? Like what that looks like in a relationship, like um, dating somebody who maybe didn't bond with their parents mm-hmm. or maybe the parents abandoned them? I think um, I think we we talked about it at the at the top. Somebody yeah. mentioned it kind of in the beginning. But when you have someone who does not or have that that security um, or does feel like they were abandoned, then they become what we just talked about: super hyper vigilant about what's going on in regards to them. Why are you leaving? Where are you going? Right kind of accusatory um and it and it tends to deteriorate the relationship more quickly because of that insecurity and because they are expecting to be abandoned or they're they're trying to hold on so tight um and then you have kind of that classic oh you're smothering me type situation where it's like I can't I can't do something because you won't you know you're you're always on my phone and you're always in my text messages or you you know you're trying to look at my phone and see what I'm doing when really I'm not doing anything there's just an insecurity there for you because you feel like you're going to be left um and that's not even what's happening it 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 becomes a kind of unfortunately like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah 
Oh, yeah, wow. I always think back to like when I worked at CPS, um, some of the kiddos that um, ended up being diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder mm-hmm. and just seeing how that manifests. And it's like you, I remember watching one of my kiddos in the middle of one of his outbursts and it's like he wanted to be held and loved so much but the minute like somebody like the foster mom picked him up it was the screaming punching hair pulling kicking Mm -hmm. whatever but then if she put him down it intensified it so it was like he was so torn and watching like the physical manifestation of his this poor little kid that's like love me somebody love me but then you give him the love and he's like no that's too much like don't like wow. it was just mm-hmm. not being able to regulate it so hard but again why is it too much because you're gonna go away eventually so i can't right. get used to you loving me because you're not gonna be here forever and there's so much more that goes with cps but that's a whole nother oh, a thousand <laughs> right right <laughs> Are you in the market for a new skincare routine? Don't worry, Skin Entourage has you covered. For those crafting their very first skincare routine or skincare gurus looking to revamp their regimen, you're sure to find new go-to products that will help you become your own skincare goals. Whether your mission is to defeat dry skin or keep bothersome blemishes at bay, the products are handmade with the love and care needed to help you combat all of your skincare needs. In fact, Each one of the long-lasting products are made to battle multiple concerns with an emphasis on noticeable results. It's the thoroughly researched, ethically sourced, plant-based, and vegan ingredients that make the products multi-use and safe on the entire body. Put your mind at ease with skincare products you can trust to naturally improve the overall look, feel, and health of your skin. Be sure to head over to www.skinentourage.com for all your skincare needs. How do you overcome dating somebody who maybe has, and I won't say reactive attachment disorder because I feel like that can be a little bit more on the extreme side, Mm -hmm. but just some of these like insecure attachments, how do you have a healthy thriving relationship with somebody like that i think it's extremely hard we know that um because one of the biggest things that i work with my clients on is knowing yourself and knowing your boundaries Mm -hmm. and so while you may want to get to know and be with someone if they are not open to hearing what you have to say or if they're not seeing it quite the way that you're saying it's coming off and they don't want to work on that with you, then that becomes a whole different conversation. I'm just so glad that you could share that with me because it's something that's been present in all of our dating lives, but no one's really acknowledging it other than just labeling it like, oh, she's got daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, bye. Or he's got mommy issues, right? And I think it goes, it's much deeper than that. So I think um, it's good that we're having the conversation. And I just encourage people to just kind of process this. But 
with the article is talking about breaking the pattern, you know, to create new patterns as an adult. Let's say you are someone that has an authoritarian world where your parents have, you know, impacted your dating life negatively or I don't know. But, you know, in order to create these new patterns, um, the psychological, uh, I'm sorry, the psychologists say um, that you should read, you should journal. And you should look at your current relationship from a different perspective. So just like Ms. Naila was saying, step out of it. Not saying that, you know, you're not always getting dogged by these guys. But if you step out on the outside and have a different perspective, um, the psychologists say that that may help you break the pattern. And then finally, considering um, giving therapy a try. Um, Ms. Naila, can you speak to... Um, the, you know, like seeing the growth of your patients, people that you've been working with, with your, um, with your practice. Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing, what I have come to find, you said it before I I've been in private practice for four years and I work on mostly behavior change, um, and anxiety, depression, things like that. But, um, what always seems to rise to the top for a lot of my clients is self-esteem. And you talked about the authoritarian wound, right? So that's having someone who is completely always controlling and telling you exactly what to do. So then when you get out into the world on your own, you don't know what to do. You don't have that self-confidence in yourself that you can make that decision. So being able to take the time to sit with a therapist and describe these situations that you're going through and describe the feelings that you're having and have that reflected back to you and really talk through some of that stuff gives you the opportunity to really dig deep and figure out where did this come from? Why am I reacting this way? And once you figure out the root cause of why you're acting that way, then that's where you can pay attention and change that reaction um, and go and start over and break that cycle. I love that. That is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I think it's hard sometimes though to be kind of, I don't want to say like introspective and self-aware. I feel like people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least from my personal experience where I'm just like it can't always be somebody else like at some point you have to acknowledge like your role in it too right and so, your choices uh, the choices yeah. that you are making to contribute to yourself feeling that way what are what are the options that you have it often comes up people feel like things are being done to them or things are happening um and then feel like you're back against the wall which can be true but being able to take a step outside and look at the situation gives you a new perspective and figuring out what are your options so much for being along with us on our first season we are super excited that you joined us we are going to be taking a break for a little bit and then we will be back um with season two so until then process implement manifest and we'll see you soon